Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. That was two years ago, mate. Get over it. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just when we search, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one car. It is Saturday, September the 1st. It is by... Round by week. Uh, but I don't know what it is. It's that weekend before the finals <laughs> where we don't have any footy on anymore. Uh, welcome to Two Guys One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson, and my name is Charlie Clawson. And, and and Will, do you feel like the steam has been taken out of the AFL season? Is your fever being uh, dissipated at all by this gap? Well, you know what the thing is, Charlie. You know that the fever is coming back. So I don't think that you need to like you know be sick for 22 weeks in a row to fully mm. appreciate the full fever of the finals. I think you yeah. can have 22 weeks of like, you know, getting sick and yeah. then you can have a week where you're like, actually, I'm getting better. I think this fever's going away. And then yeah. it comes in hard, full-on finals fever. Yeah, it's like an STD that doesn't manifest all the time, but from time to time, you're going to get like a rush. <laughs> What's that weird rash on my chest? Oh, yeah. End of, end of season footy trip in 2003. <laughs> yeah. Never gone back to Bali. <laughs> the long story, uh, the short story is don't drink from the hotel pool. <laughs> yeah, and and the, and the shortest story than that is actually just don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did you take note of uh, uh, the uh, the players' awards, the coaches? So what do we have? The play, we had the All-Australian team announced. We had the under-22 team announced. We had the Players Association Awards. Is that right? Have I missed anything? Uh, and the Coaches Awards. And the Coaches Awards. Okay. Which were, so, Charlie, wait, just yes. for you as yeah. an AFL fan, yeah. rank the All-Australian, the AFL Players Association Awards, the Coaches Awards, and they're being picked in the Under-22 All-Australian team in order of importance. Well, I mean, were we named in the All-Australian Football Podcast team? Did we make it or was it just like the junk time guys, the out of sanctum girls, uh, you know, the season that was 93, apparently they've done really well this year. Did we even, did we make the 40 man squad, 40 woman squad? Well, I think we would have been under debate in the meeting, you know, because yeah. it would have been one of those things where we're going, like they bring an X factor to the table. Yeah. A lot of those other podcasts bring something to the table that we don't. They've had more consistent seasons, you know, week after week, you know, they, they're there, they play their role, they feel the gap that they're meant to fill. You know what you're going to get from them. You know, you know what you can expect. You can take them to the bank. Where's Stevie J? Mm. We're mercurial. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to have one week where, you, you know, we are, <laughs> we are essentially, I, I guess in some ways, the Jared Wade of podcasts. You never but, quite know whether we're going to turn up, whether we're going to kick six goals, whether we're going to kick six out on the full, or whether we're going to punch someone in the face and be out for another four weeks. That's a, I know you're joking, but that's an interesting kind of concept because do Mercurial players make all Australian teams? Because generally they are judged on st stats, right? Oh, to a certain extent, but they do fill the roles. I mean, Cyril will have, would, would have made a bunch of all Australian teams and you know, Stevie statistically, J. Cyril probably hasn't had seasons where there was probably other players who had better stats than Cyril, but you put Cyril in the team because Cyril's Cyril. And there'd be like pressure acts and stuff like that, right? 
Well, more forwards kick goals than Buddy Franklin. If you're going on pure statistics for the All-Australian team, then you pick Tom Hawkins or Ben Brown before you pick Buddy Franklin, right? But Buddy Franklin mm. is, you know, a better player and captain of the All-Australian team. That was the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you hear what Buddy said where what would your, uh, what would your captain's address be to, the, to your team? Yeah, kick it to me. <laughs> Just kick it to me, guys. Which I think that he picked up technically from Alistair Clarkson and then from John Horse Longmire. You know how you want to get a little bit of IP from different clubs? So you go around, mm. you don't you know, go straight into coaching at your own club you know, after your own coach because you only have those ideas. But he's been to two separate clubs and he's realized that the predominantly similar thing in their game plan was kick it to Buddy. Yeah. I mean, I love that it's not. Hey, there's no I in team. There's in it. There's 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 an I. There's an I in I am buddy. Kick it to me. Yeah. <laughs> there's an I in Franklin. Kick it to me. <laughs> now, so um, were you what asking you of the idea of what? What did I? What do I rank in terms of prestige? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So from uh, top to bottom, what what do you think is most important to a player? All Australian, I reckon. All Australian honours, because that's, you know... So, when you go All to... Australian is more important than winning the Coach's Award or the Player's Award? I think so. In terms of, like, okay. when you go to a, a Wikipedia page, they're going to rank All Australian before they uh, before they put the Alpaca... What is it? Not the the Alpa... What is it shortened, shortened to? I yeah, the Alpaca as... Award. Yeah, I always, I always alpaca, read it. The, a footy jumper from their club made of Alpaca... Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you definitely... You'd rank... The, you'd rank... It would go Brownlow... All Australian, Brownlow, Norm Smith, All Australian, and then the rest of the awards just throw throw a blanket over them. Coaches Award. Okay, hang on. So you're rating Norm Smith higher than All Australian? I think so. I think you'd want a Norm Smith before an All Australian for sure. But I I would say that Norm Smith is easier. Well, not easier to win, but you have to play really <laughs> yeah, well in on, one man. game <laughs> to win a Norm Smith. Whereas, like, you have to play really well for most of the season to be All Australian. Well, the way I am ranking this or the way I've, I've arrived at this conclusion is every time um, they do a top five video on the AFL website where it's like a player's highlights, if that player has won a Norm Smith, that is always the number one video they will show is their Norm Smith performance. Yeah. So realistically, all you have to do is be in a really, really good team and play well enough to make it to the grand final and then pull out the best game you've ever played in your life. Well, I guess that was almost Tom Boyd. And it might be Johannesson to a certain degree. Like, you mm. know, Johannesson's probably never going to win a, you know, a Brownlow. And he's probably, I don't know, I don't think he's been All-Australian. Was he All-Australian, Johannesson, the year that you, uh, the Bulldogs in 2016? Can we look up the know. 2016 All-Australian team? Mike Hale, can you put that up? I'd love to see who made the All-Australian. I re- yeah, I look, look, look up Justin Jason, John Johannesson. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name is. I know there's Jays in there. I'm not sure specifically what Jays they are. But look at that guy, JJ. Not JJK. Yeah. Hey, no, triple do, JJ. Do you reckon my beard's looking a bit JJK? I um, sent a, a picture of this to our mate Vaughn this week, and he was like, hey, Josh Kennedy. you got the Josh Kennedy going on. I haven't really thought of it, but what do you reckon? Is it, is it, is it looking Josh Kennedy-esque? It needs a bit more length, but... Yeah, I think it is very Josh Kennedy. It's got yeah. that sort of, you know, you look... Like a country guy. You yeah. look like you could have been a bush ranger in a different life. It's the well, Josh Mike, Kennedy look. Mike Howell said before uh, we started recording the show that I look like a, a member of SEAL Team 6. <laughs> so a shadowy assassin. That's my look. Okay, rank them. All Australian versus being in SEAL Team 6. <laughs> uh, all Australian, mate. First, first thing that comes up on your Wikipedia page. 
Okay. All right. Let's uh, have a look at the. I'm going to see if you can guess. You, have you looked at the All Australian team no. yet? No, no idea. No idea. Okay. So this is the 2016 All Australian team. Um, I'll give you clues and see if you can remember who were the best players in the competition that 2016. year. 2016. All right. Okay. So, yep. so in the back pocket from Sydney, a Sydney player back pocket, who would that be? Uh, Dane Rampey. Dane Rampey, correct answer. Full back from Richmond. Uh, uh, the most gorgeous man in the cosmos, Alex Rance. Uh, and from the West Coast Eagle Eagles in the back pocket. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it the captain who I can't remember, Shannon Hearn? Jaron Hearn. <laughs> yeah, no. What's, what's uh, it that? is not Shannon Hearn. It is a man whose brother has been in the news a lot this week with trade rumours swelling around his career. Uh, Mitch McGovern. Yeah, so Jeremy McGovern. Mitch McGovern, the, Jeremy the one McGovern. Who oh, might yeah, be yeah. going to Carlton, but Jeremy yeah, McGovern, yeah. who plays for West yeah. Coast. Uh, on the halfback flank, oh, one of the great characters. Here's your, here you go, Charlie. This guy does get a lot of stats. In fact, right. I think he led the AFL for kicks this year, uh, but he is also a character, a bit of character in the team at the halfback flank from the Greater Western Sydney side. Oh, I would have to be Heath Shaw, mate. Heath Shaw, he's Heath, a character. He's Heath, a card. Heath Shaw. Uh, oh, here you go. Uh, it's set to half back, a guy mm. that probably doesn't get the, you, you might forget that was a 2016 All Australian from the Adelaide Crows Football Club, centre half back. Oh, uh, is he still playing for the Crows? Much hated by the Western Bulldogs. If that oh, Talia. Michael Talia. Yeah, Daniel Talia. Oh, Daniel Talia. <laughs> I get the brothers <laughs> of the football. Is there a brother of all the Australian team? I'll get all of those guys. Yeah, Reese Shaw. It'd be great uh, if it was revealed Michael later Talia. that the reason that both of those guys made the all Australian team is one of the selectors didn't know they were brothers <laughs> and were just like, McGovern's dominated and for two sides. And Talia's got to be it. I mean, he He's was been everywhere. Literally in two teams all year. In one game, I thought he was best on ground and second best on ground when the Bulldogs played Adelaide. I gave him five votes. <laughs> and uh, on the halfback flank from Geelong, a guy who uh, Geelong fans and Geelong players rate as one of the greatest uh, backmen of all time uh, in the game. Oh, oh, jeez. Um, Was it um, Wojcicki? No. No, this uh, this sums up this sums up this guy's career a bit, by the way, uh, which oh, yeah. is the idea um, that Cor- Corey Enright, Corey Enright, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, on the wing, uh, a guy that uh, 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 any clue that I'm going to give just gives it away too quickly. Just, just name, just name the team. Th- just name the team if it's that Sydney. obvious. Oh, okay. Give me a bit more information. <laughs> on the wing, on a Kilda. wing, a wing. Oh, what? That's St. Kilda a cryptic clue. St. Kilda and Sydney. Barry Hall? <laughs> Dan uh, Hanbury. Dan Hanbury. Nice, nice. Wow, geez. Oh, so the Saints will have a 2016 All-Australian playing in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, they did pick this team before Easton Wood fell on his leg and ruined his life. <laughs> Josh Kennedy uh, in the middle for the Sydney Swans. And then on the other wing, from the Adelaide Football Club and vice-captain of the team. Oh, I don't know who that would be. Is it a crouch? It'd no. be one of those things where the halfback flanker, when he kicked it to the winger, their names would rhyme. Um, uh, uh, Hannabry Fan- It's Oh, it's John Fanabry. <laughs> 
Hang on, did you say when the winger... Oh, when the winger... Hit, oh, sorry, I, that's wrong. You said when it kicks to the flanker, right? So it's... Yeah. Um, it's Maury, Maury Fenright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Adelaide's best player, Maury Fenright. <laughs> or Rory Sloan, I was going to go with. <laughs> right. I like Maury Fenright. I want to see a, a football card with Maury Fenright. <laughs> Just the most generic on, footballer ever. On the half-forward flank from the Greater Western Sydney team, again... Uh, you know, giving a little bit of attitude and energy to the team. Um, oh, uh, is it Tex? Big Texas? Uh, no, from uh, GWS. Oh, sorry. so GWS. Oh, better attitude. Uh, uh, Jeremy Cameron. Half forward flank. Uh, uh, better attitude. Oh, Stevie Johnson. Uh, uh, so the modern generation, Stevie Johnson. Ah, uh, fucking Toby Green. <laughs> Toby Green, a half-forward flank. Oh, that is a uh, perfect description, the modern Steve, uh, Steve Johnson. Um, half, uh, Centre-half forward from the Sydney Swans. Buddy Franklin. Lance Buddy Franklin. Uh, on the half-forward flank from the Hawthorne Football Club. Jack Gunston. The reason we started this conversation in the first place. Oh, Cyril Rioli. Cyril Rioli. Uh, in the forward pocket from the Adelaide Football Club. Uh, but, uh, Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts at full forward from the or West it, Coast it's not, it's Eagles. Not, or it could be Freddie Smets, I believe. <laughs> full forward from the West Coast Eagles. Uh, JJK. JJK. And in the forward pocket, formerly of the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, Gaz. No. Oh. 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 Formerly of the Suns. Has he, as in Tom Lynch? Uh, as in exactly Tom Lynch. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 right. Recently, formerly of the Suns. Yeah, I don't know where he's of yet. Richmond, it seems. Yeah. But, oh, right, great. Because uh, they um, need the help. In the ruck, playing in the ruck from the Melbourne Football Club. Max Gorn. Playing at Ruck Rover, I'm going to call it, but in the followers uh, from the Geelong Football Club. Uh, uh, danger. And playing Rover and captain of the team from the Geelong Football Club. Joel Selwood. Interchange from the Western Bulldogs. Oh, uh, Bont. Marcus Bontempelli. Uh, interchange from the Sydney Swans. This will be interesting. Oh, uh, Luke Parker. Oh, there you go. Well done. Uh, interchange from the Richmond Football Club. Uh, Trent Cochin. Uh, no, nope. no, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. Dusty Martin. Of course. And interchange, no Johannesson, uh, from the Western Bulldogs, though, however. Oh. Oh, who had, another, who had a good year that year as well? Is he... Uh, oh, I can't even think. Who was your other good player in that premiership year? He, he has a, a um, long-time champion of the club. Uh, Bob... Bob... No. No, couldn't no, be Bob not Murphy. Bob. Uh, cross. <laughs> be good. Bo- oh, many boy for him saying he went. It went down with a knee in round four. If you made <laughs> yeah. all Australia, that's right. I forgot. Uh, Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd. So there you right. go. That was the. That was the. Have we just spent fifteen minutes talking about the all Australian team from two years ago? Not yes. even the fucking. <laughs> to what and end? That's well, what we bring. We said at the start of this, we said we have to keep this really tight because both of us have things that we have to get to today. And then we spent 15 minutes talking about the 2016 All-Australian team. Yes. 
<laughs> Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup. Why does anyone listen to this show? Ridiculous. All right. Should we look at the actual All-Australian team? Yes. Do you know Do you know it? Uh, no, I don't know it off the top of my head, no. I had a look okay. at it during the week. but Okay. All right. Don't, don't look. I'll, I'm going to test you. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, from like now the tables are turned Mr. Anderson well not really because sometime during this week I actually read what the All-Australian team was <laughs> as opposed to you like having to remember from 2016 can you name the back line from the top of your head uh, no nah, just go through it in okay. positions Ge- and okay back pocket from Geelong from Geelong oh yep yeah. yeah, easy know this one Tom Stewart he's the second year player he's the the new kid. All right, all right. There's no extra credit. In, there's no extra credit in this test. You just name them. We'll move on from Richmond at fullback. No, 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 Charlie. I feel like I have to say that because before this week, I'm not sure I had heard of Tom Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Richmond at fullback, uh, Alex Rance. Adelaide has uh, back the other back pocket. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, the the ball magnet, Rory Laird. Easy. Uh, okay, on the half back from West Coast Eagles. Oh. Uh, half back. Elliot Yo missed out. I remember I, there was the debate about that. I mean, oh, Shannon Hearn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say it's of course beautiful that you can't remember it. Beautiful. The captain of the West Coast Eagles, who we have not been able to remember all year, made the All Australian team. <laughs> Surely by now he deserves some recognition from us. Uh, at centre half back, also from West Coast. Uh, this would be uh, Mitch McGovern's brother. Yes. 2016's All-Australian back pocket, Jeremy McGovern, I believe. <laughs> and on the other flank from the GWS, former number one uh, draft pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lockie Whitfield. Lockie Whitfield. Well-deserved. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, across... Celebrated the All-Australian night by uh, crashing at Graham Allen's house, just to, for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah, for old time's sake. On the wing from the West Coast Eagle, this guy will give your team a bit of punch. Yep, all right. Andrew Gaff. Yep, yeah, sure. <laughs> In the middle, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, Dusty. Did they pick Dusty in the middle? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, calm uh, down, Lou Richards. <laughs> uh, and from Collingwood, a real man of steel. <laughs> <laughs> I think your clues, like you're, you're the opposite of a cryptic crossword. You just actually say... A guy, Literally. You might say a guy who has a sort of steel bottom to the side of it of some kind. So who is it? Uh, side steel bottom. <laughs> that forward line from Geelong. Uh, Dangerfield. I mean, the thing about being a Dangerfield is like two years ago, he was the All-Australian Ruck Rover. Now he's the All-Australian half-forward flank. If you're just a gun in a bunch of different positions, like you, you, you maximise your chances to get in the All-Australian team, right? I wonder who's been picked in the most different positions in All-Australian. Off the top of my head, I would say Pavlich. Cause I well, that's Pavlich what they said. Picked. Yeah, because he was All-Australian centre-half back and centre-half forward, right? Yeah, he might have been even full-back and like half-forward flank and, you know, pot. you just kind of put Pav in. Pav yeah. was one of those players where you were just like, well, Pav's in. And we'll just yeah. we'll work out whichever position we're going to name him in when we run out of good players. But Pav's <laughs> definitely in. Uh, at centre half forward, uh, oh buddy, yeah. And the other and the other half forward flank from Port Adelaide, mm. only really one. Oh Robbie Gray, bit Robbie controversial for Gray. me. That he had a really great season and then fell away a bit towards the end. So he probably benefited from playing well early. 
uh, that would have been maybe a position that was a bit under debate for me. Uh, at full forward, Michael, can you give me the answers, please? Here it comes. Don't uh, look, Will. See if I can From remember. Hawthorne. Oh, I, right. I remember. I reckon yep. I can remember the whole full forward. Well, the, whole, the whole line. Uh, yep. Bruce and Gunston and mm-hmm. Rewalt. Yep, that's exactly right. Isn't that fantastic? Hawthorne holding down the All-Australian forward line. Uh, in the ruck, surprise, surprise. Uh, Max Gorn. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, Tom Mitchell uh, yep. and... Newbie. A newbie. Oh, Cripps, of course. Yeah. Paddy Cripps. That's a good thing. Which that's, is pretty that's great a- considering how shit a season Carlton yeah. had. That Paddy Cripps is the... Like, like, that position is probably the most contested position in the AFL for the, like, you know, like there are so many gun midfielders, you know, who could easily be in that position and Cripps mm. at his age in a team that was going so badly. That is a pretty amazing achievement. It's awesome. Okay. Interchange from Collingwood. Uh, Brody Grundy. Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, <clears throat> Melbourne. Uh, you sent me a photo of him this week. Ah, uh, oh, Clayton Oliver. Yep. From North. Sean Higgins. And lastly, from Richmond, and this was a surprising one, I thought. Ah, oh, it's the guy whose name I can never remember. Because it's so an well. easily forgettable name. name. Oh, and I know what it is. I know he's got um, two first names. That's what I know. Yes, he's that's right. He's got one of those names that sounds like two first names. It's um, yeah. uh, Steve, Steve Rogers. No, Steve, <laughs> Shane Edwards. <laughs> Shane Edwards. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it's Captain Richmond, Shane Edwards. He is one of those guys where I get him and Sean Griggs confused for some reason because I'm like, oh, yeah, they seem like kind of serviceable, like half-forward flank type players, but I don't exactly – I can't think of yeah. – I mean, what's your – give me your Shane – what's your what's your top five Shane Edwards performances, Will? Mate, I couldn't – like, the only way that I'd be able to identify – Shane Edwards in a photo of the Richmond football team is that I know what everybody else in the Richmond football team looks like. So my process of elimination, I would go through and name everybody else and the one guy was left. I'd be like, oh, that's Shane Edwards. (laughs) I mean, there's two things about that. Like like Shane Edwards, surely that has to be one of those ones where it's a statistical thing because it's like, all right, so there wasn't a better half back, a half forward flanker or whatever. I mean, I don't even know what position he plays. Maybe he's a defender. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a half forward flanker. But then is he? they've. I see. I would have said he was a defender as well. Mike, how can you bring up, up uh, Shane Edwards on Wikipedia? We're gonna have to. I mean, him and Shannon Hearn. We really need to get educated on. He's an all I mean, Australian. I think he's a bit like Matthew Boyd in that he's one of those players that, in a super super team, he's getting the recognition that his club always has thought. I, I, I kind of feel oh. Is that what he looks like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. honestly, if you'd made me draw Shane Edwards, if we were playing AFL Pictionary and I got Shane Edwards, we would definitely lose that game. And it says here that he's a midfielder forward. So that's a fairly generic position. That's not like, not key position or anything. So not that memorable. He's 180 centimetres, which is six foot, which is pretty average. And he's about 80 kilos, which again, for that height, is about average. So he's... Completely average in every way. He's shorter than me and he weighs less than me. Yeah. Well, he's, about, he's my height or a little, he's a couple centimetres taller than me and a couple kilos lighter than me, which is that's concerning. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, nicknames are Shedder and Titch. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Shane Titch Edwards. I've heard people say that. Uh, his previous honours was the Indigenous All-Stars in 2015. 
He's oh, played. Indigenous. He's played two hundred and twenty-two games. <laughs> My God, <laughs> like that's AFL life membership, isn't it? But also the thing, Charlie, is he's an Indigenous player. You would think you go, oh, he's one of the Indigenous players. But even that in my head, maybe I don't see colour anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's what it is, Will. You've uh, transcended to a point where you don't see colour. He became or, fourth. Or I just don't see Shane Edwards because apparently the reason he's so good at AFL is he's a chameleon. He's a master of disguise. He picks up so many possessions because the other players don't notice he's on the field. He... Uh, his other his other note is that he came fourth in the Richmond Best and Fairest in 2014. Fourth, which they give you a medal for. They call it the Fred Swift Medal. Congratulations, you're fourth. Does that even count? Like, isn't the winner's podium only three spots? Well, it's fair to say that he's fourth in that uh, Best and Fairest. His Fred Smith Medal might get moved over for his All-Australian honours, I'd imagine. Yeah, Fred Swift. Just checking out his stats. Let's see. Statistics. So for the 2018 season, uh, 10 goals, four behind, 124 kicks. That can't be right. I only played fi- he only played 15 games this year and he made the All-Australian, All-Australian side. 124 kicks, 179 handballs, 10 goals. So 300 disposals. That, that seems generous, right? Don't you think? I guess I mean, for a half-forward flanker. 300 Marks. disposals doesn't seem like enough to me. Like That's like Fi- six Tom Mitchell games. Yeah. <laughs> so he played 15 games, 300 disposals. Uh, he only averaged two marks a game and just over two tackles a game. What the fuck is going on here? Have we just like blown the lid off Shane Edwards' inclusion in the All-Australian side? I'm going to see if I can uh, find like an article on him or something about his All-Australian that explains why he's in the team. <laughs> You want answers. Cool. I love that. This should be a celebration of everything great about AFL bye week, and we've used it to target one player who we don't feel. Us sitting here on our couch doing our stupid football podcast that we don't even talk about football. Oh, hang on, Charlie. The first article that came up uh, from Fox Sports, 2018 All-Australian team, Shane Edwards selection divides opinion. There you go. So opinion has been divided, which is... You know that's okay. Oh, he's a cool looking dude, Shane Edwards. He's got a he's got a beard a bit like yours at the moment. He's rocking in his All Australian photo. I like him a lot more now. Uh, all right, here we go. The All Australian team. This is by staff writers. Um, the All Australian team always has plenty of contentious admissions and selections. This season was no exception. When the team was announced on Wednesday night, there were queries around player positions and certain inclusions. Much of the scrutiny surrounded Richmond's Shane Edwards. With right. the classy midfielder, they're calling him a classy midfielder there, uh, yep. named on the bench. Uh, there was criticism of Edward's selection compared to giant Stephen Coniglio, who missed out on the squad of 40. Well, it's hard to pick him at the team if he misses out on the squad of 40. And a number of other unlucky <laughs> omissions. Oh, Charlie. Yes. Much of the criticism was stats-based. With some uh, fans and pundits feeling Edwards' averages of 19.7 disposals, 2.8 clearances, 3.6 inside 50s, and 6.4 score involvements weren't up to scratch. No, it doesn't sound up to scratch at all. Does Jared Healy come out and defend himself at some point? Oh, here we go. All right. So, um, <laughs> some, there's, there's been a bit of, as you would imagine, there's been some people comparing the statistics online. So, let's have a look here. Okay. Um, 
Shane Edwards, yeah, uh, got 19.7 disposals, 2.8 clearances, 2.8 tackles, uh, 0.59 goals. Kane Lambert, also of Richmond, 22.5 disposals, 2.8 clearances, 3 tackles, and 0.75 goals. Well, they're clearly better statistics. Mm. Um, the one guy who might really hate him is the guy from his own team who should be an All-Australian. <laughs> uh, and Trent Cotchin, 21.7 disposals, uh, 4.6 clearances, 4.5 tackles, and uh, 0.25 goals. So, <clears throat> uh, Coniglio... Uh, Average 27.9 disposals, 5.6 clearances, five tackles and a goal. So, yeah, statistically. He was ripped off. That guy, Coniglio, how do you say? Cogniglio. Yeah, I think that's why they didn't pick him. They they didn't say his name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently Dougie Hawkins was presenting that night and they're like, oh, let's not make it too hard for Dougie. (laughs) He struggles saying Jones and Smith. (laughs) Give him a guy with two first names. Yeah. Oh, and anyway, congratulations, Shane Edwards. Yeah, we're really happy for you, mate. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, I think um, uh, Koch, he was named uh, uh, Captain of the Year, or whatever it's called, by the Players Association. Is that right? Uh, he was, indeed. In fact, Tex Walker, who's won that the last couple of years, did not hang on to that title, which I guess was not a real surprise to anybody. No, no. Texas has not had a good year. Oh, hang on. I'm just going to read you, just to do a little bit of... Uh, you know, Bulldogs upping. Because McRae, yeah. to me, didn't play enough games, right? He was injured for a bit, but he had an amazing season. But it turns out that McRae played 19 games and uh, Edwards only played 22. So let's have a listen to the, the comparison in their stats. Um, uh, so uh, Edwards, eight kicks uh, average. And is that right? That can't be right. Is that right? Eight <laughs> kicks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Edwards averaged eight kicks and uh, McRae averaged 16 kicks. Uh, Edwards, nearly 12 handballs. Uh, McRae, 17 handballs. Um, so that's a 19 disposals to 33 disposals difference. That's crazy. Uh, oh, fuck me. McRae took 5.8 marks per game to his 2.3. Uh, yeah, pretty McRae. similar on goals and behinds. Uh, McRae had 5.4 tackles to his 2.8 tackles. Inside 50s, McRae 4.4 to his 3.6. Fuck this. McRae was ripped off. I'm <laughs> feeling bad for McRae now. <laughs> and that's easy to pronounce. Easier than Caniglio. Can- Caniglio. I mean, Doug Hawkins would have loved to say a Bulldogs player. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, just quickly before we uh, uh, we tail off, what other awards uh, were they given out? So we know the MVP, as voted by uh, the players, was Tom Mitchell. No surprise there. Yeah, no, it was good, though. I'm glad the other players recognised Tom Mitchell because, you know, there's still some sort of snide, you know, there seems to be some commentary around the idea that Tom Mitchell's possessions, he gets a lot of possessions, but, you know, they don't hurt you or whatever. I think that myth is now just put to bed. He's all Australian. The players have voted him the best player in the competition. You know, he'll probably win the Brownlow. Like, we've just got to get over that idea. He's a gun. He's an absolute gun. And people used to say that about Dane Swan too, remember? That was the Dane Swan knock, is that he's an accumulator, but he doesn't hurt you with it and his disposal's kind of average. And then he just changed that part of his game where he became like a really good goal kicker and then suddenly there's no argument. Brownlow medalist. No, Tom Mitchell's one of those guys where when you watch him play, you know he just will go to work. And Hawthorne have so many outside, great outside players 
that you just, if you've got a guy like him who's getting in there and getting it out and getting it, you know, facilitating it between those players, that's when they click. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> what were the, uh, who was the coach of the year? Was it Alistair Clarkson? I don't know if they've announced the coach of the year yet, but they, um, well, who was there an all, Austra- all Australian coach? Don't they name that? I wonder if the premiership coach is the all Australian coach. Ah, oh, that would, that would make sense. But I don't there know if is that's a, not- the I don't coach know of the right, year doesn't go to the premiership coach. No, no, because I remember Stan Alves won it in 97 when we lost the grand final. Well, Clarko's never won it. Clarko's never been the That's coach insane. Of the year. That's crazy. That's like Lee Matthews never winning a Brownlow. Yeah, or Wayne Carey. It just makes yeah. no sense. It's the thing that kind of disqualifies it from being the most important thing, isn't it? It's like, um, um, uh, Max Gorn won the coach's uh, award. For best player? Yep. Isn't that weird though? Like, do you think there's some kind of, you know, like in, when you're playing junior footy or club footy or whatever, you don't really want to get the coach's award because that's the kind of like the pity award. They're always a big hard to try. You know, he's a guy who gets to training early and puts out the cones. <laughs> you know, he's a good club, best clubman. That's the one you don't want to win. Coach's award or best clubman, most improved. It'd be great if the AFL on Brownlow night gave a few of those out just to spice up the night. It yeah. wasn't all about the guy who was going to win the Brownlow. Along the way, they did look, you know, most improved, best clubman, you know, best end of season trip coordinator. <laughs> but they do do that at the clubs. I mean, well, they do it at the Saints for sure. Do they do that at the Bulldogs? They do those little kind of in-club awards like... There's like the Lenny Hayes Award, which is like the guy who shows the most heart. And there's the best clubman who's like, it's always Sam Gilbert, because I imagine he arrives to training early and puts out the cones. <laughs> but maybe they should like specialize it even more. Like on Brownlow night, it's like, you know, uh, and here we have Barry Hall to uh, present to Andrew Gaff. <laughs> the I punched someone and got robbed out for 10 weeks. Barry Hall perpetual trophy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was watching um, one of the web, the AFL videos this week and it was like season highlights, like the top, you know, whatever moments of the season. And it was all like the awesome borks and goals and grabs and stuff. And then for apparently no reason, they show in that uh, game, it was uh, Richmond-Adelaide, where Adelaide just got like absolutely thumped, where Tex Walker and that other player ran into each other in the goal square. Like they both were running for the ball, bumped into each other and the ball just spilled over the line. Like complete Benny Hill blooper and it's like oh come on guys like can we just do two sets of videos we can do one that's all like highlights and how great is our game and then we can do another one of just like funny bloopers so we're not just picking on Tex and the Crows yeah it's like they've just gone we need one moment of comic relief yeah (laughs) and I don't know it is that funny like is it funny the season like if it was Melbourne it would be funnier but do do I didn't take that much pleasure in Adelaide's collapse the only thing that has made it an interesting story for me has been the camp yes. aspect of it. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> like, it is one of the great AFL... Because Folklore. it was one of those things that at the start, it was all just these rumours about what had happened on the camp. And then yeah. this idea that, like, this camp had, like, you know, really split the club in half. And then you thought that they must be making this shit up. Like, mm. this reportage around this camp and what has happened and the troubles it's caused, it must just be one of those things because they're playing badly. You know, they're just writing these stories to have something to write about. It can't be as bad as what they said it was. <laughs> and then at the end of the season, for the people who took them on the camp to have to do a press conference <laughs> to kind of clear up what had happened on the camp, like, that is, it is one of the great, 
Like, I mean, it'd make a great, um, you know, ESPN 30 for 30. The camp. Was, where they take him back to the camp and they talk about what happened on the camp and then they, like, chart the season. Two press conferences. One press conference from the club, middle of the year, where they state that nothing that weird happened. Okay, maybe it was a little weird, but it wasn't that weird. And then a second press conference at the end of the season where the company who runs it was like, look, it was a little weird, but it wasn't that weird. <laughs> We'd like to clear up that it wasn't that weird. But in clearing that up, they made us all think, you know what? I get the feeling that it was pretty weird. And that's why you're all having press conferences about the fact that it wasn't that weird. I think it was that weird. I think your expectations of what that weird are are out of sync with the rest of society's expectations of what that weird is. And that needs to be like an all-Australian honour as well. Like who had the most bizarre pre-season camp? Like Melbourne would have been nominated for their boot camp that they refused to go on, but then Adelaide would have had to take the chocolates with their with their camp. Well, I think it's always one of those things where, you know, whatever the premiership team has done, that becomes a bit of the model for the rest of the competition, you know. So mm. part of the reason that Adelaide went on this camp was, you know, all these, you know, clubs that had real success with bonding together and, you know, being honest and open, the Bulldogs story, the Richmond story. So Adelaide were trying to cash in on that. Like the message out of this season, if Melbourne win the premiership is don't go on your camp. No. It's fucked Adelaide's season going on the camp. This is bad news for camps. That's what I would say. If Melbourne win the premiership, camps are dead. They are, yeah. they are going to be the new altitude training. No one's climbing a fucking mountain pre-season anymore, and now they're not going to be going to camps. Well, I mean, the other message too is if you want to be All-Australian captain, don't go to training. Do 20 minutes of training per year, and you can be an All-Australian captain. And, you know, it's been the only thing, great thing about the camp is hearing the older players like now telling the stories of the camps they went on because yeah. essentially they went on versions of those camps, except like there was just no scientific. Nah. Like it, it was just like, they would tell stories about, Oh yeah. Like we, we get sleep deprivation and then they'd make us walk like, you know, 15 kilometers carrying a log with no water. <laughs> like that was. Yeah. They hung us from hooks and beat us with sticks. Why? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then we did handball drills for an hour. <laughs> All right, I have to go. So let's wrap it up. Um, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed their bye week. Uh, you tuned into the Legends match. I didn't see it. How did Strawny go? <laughs> I, I didn't see it either. I um, There's a new Jack Ryan series on um, Amazon Prime. And uh, I went to watch the All-Stars game, their Ted Witten game. And I just was like, I can't watch this. I'm going to watch <laughs> the dude from The Office with abs shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should call it. Jack Ryan, the dude from The Office now has abs. Um, it's so funny though, Charlie. I know this is not really a topic for this uh, podcast and you have to go. But if anyone yeah. checks out that series, because um, uh, what's his name? The dude from the US office with the abs? Uh, the guy from A Quiet Place. <laughs> yeah, the guy John, from A Quiet John, Place. John Krasinski. John Krasinski, who I really love. But he's got, because re- he's playing Jack Ryan, you know, and everyone knows this character, the Tom Clancy character, you know. Um, who eventually ha- Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Alec Baldwin. There's a plane thing. Yeah. There's a joke about that, how he yeah. hates planes. Anyway, whatever. It's <laughs> it's one of those things where he's got really, really ripped and buff for this because like he's an action guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but his head still looks dopey as shit. So yeah. it looks like they've like just like CGI'd on his office face onto this like ripped body and yeah. it's quite hilarious. It looks like when Ned Flanders takes off his shirt and he's like ridiculously <laughs> ripped, but he's still got that 
geeky head. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, now, we don't need to do tips because I think we should do another. Let's do another mini episode uh, yeah. at the end of next week before the start of the finals. And we can, we can just go through our tips, our, our hopes and our dreams for the start of the final season. I think that's a good idea, Charlie. Okay. Um, so that was two guys, one cup. Play on, not 15. Bowl. We are two guys, one cup.